0: it is the 18th of april 2021 this is the news weekly roundup with me doreen nabanja government has stabled a budget of 41.2 trillion shillings for the next financial year 2021-2022 the proposed budget tabled before the Parliament's Budget Committee by the Minister of Finance, Matia Kasaja, shows that governance and security sector will take the highest share with 77 trillion shillings. It will be followed by human capital development with 6.8 trillion. Integrated transport infrastructure and services will take 3.9 trillion. Agro industrialization will take 1.4 trillion. Regional development 1.2 trillion shillings, domestic refinancing will take 8.5 trillion shillings, domestic areas 400 billion shillings, interest and amortization will take 6.7 trillion shillings. The Minister of Finance, Mattia Kasajja, says that in the next financial year, government plans to invest 490 billion shillings to promote the parish model in which government will invest 39 million shillings at every parish to promote inclusive and sustainable growth.
1: Value addition, it is connect that system of the parish model. Because we did not come out with all the details, it is also meant cater for value addition. Two, three parishes, if they are producing the same product, then we need to create a, a, a unit that will process what they are producing.
0: The MPs were, however, not satisfied with the proposed model, at which point the minister asked to be given more time to present the details to the committee. The chairperson of the committee, Amos Lugolobi, asked them to bring a list of the entities whose budget has been affected by the new programme.
1: Um, we have noted that you have actually reduced budgets for different sectors in order to come up with a 490 billion shillings. So we, are, we know that a number of sectors are going to be affected. So in your Thursday presentation, you need to indicate to us where this money has come from, which sector has lost what and how much in order to raise the 49 billion shillings.
0: Government has allocated 60 billion shillings in the next year's financial budget for the implementation of the new lower secondary curriculum. The curriculum was launched in 2019 with an intention of reducing on the number of subjects undertaken at the ordinary level. The Minister of State for Finance, Jibril Ajedra, while appearing before the Education Committee of Parliament, informed MPs that the money will be used to print reading materials, train teachers, among others.
2: We have provided $60 billion actually in the next financial year uh, for the recruitment, training and the, and the rollout. I think that's the next financial year, 2021-2022.
0: Ajadra also defended the decision to award 30 billion shillings meant at all public universities to only Makere University. He says that only Makere University had a proposal that was approved for funding.
2: There's a committee that looks at all the proposals that come from the various universities. I don't think this was meant to say Makerere is the premier university and others are second. No, that was not the intent. They're all on equal footing. They're all represented in that committee that vets the proposals. And based on that, then allocations of that money is done.
0: In another story, the Uganda Private Teachers Union has petitioned Parliament seeking to know the criteria for assessing the 20 billion shillings fund government pledged to support them overcome the effects of the COVID-19 lockdown. The union, led by their General Secretary, Juma Mwamula, informed the Speaker that the money was transferred from the Microfinance Support Centre to the Ministry of Education, which has come up with unrealistic conditions. Mwamula wants the money to revert back to Microfinance Support Centre to enable every teacher benefit from it.
3: Through your office, the Parliament of Uganda causes an inquest to confirm whether the, fa- the said monies are still available for its original purpose it is meant to serve. We are worried. Maybe we are speaking about the 20 billion shillings when it has already been spent into some other areas. We want to have confirmation to this effect, right, Honorable Speaker?
0: The speaker, Rebecca Kadaga, promised to follow up on the matter. We no longer hear
3: about it. Uh, so it is something now we need to raise uh, find out where is it, if it is actually there. Last time we had talked about it, we had asked for the criteria of accessing it, but it seems that answer has not yet come. So I think that we are going to revive the, that request. They should tell us who is eligible to get this money so that you know what to do. This is the first time I'm hearing about uh, teachers being withdrawn from the Mioga. I will uh, check with the Minister of Finance what was the, the reason they were removed and see whether they cannot be
0: uh, Mr. The judiciary has introduced uniforms for court clerks and drivers to be worn at all times on duty. The light purple blouse or shirt will bear a name tag and the emblem of the judiciary. The Permanent Secretary of the Judiciary, Pius Bijiriman, says the uniforms are intended at eliminating corruption, which especially originates from the people who disguise as court staff to defraud court users.
2: People of that caliber should have uniforms. And therefore, we have today inaugurated putting on the uniform by these categories of people. If anybody is working in court or is driving and does not put on the uniform, then that will be unacceptable and that person will face disciplinary measures. We have also said that there will be no cash. There's no cash policy now. People must pay through the bank. Court filing fees, fines, they deposits should be made through commercial banks and other e payment methods such as mobile money and then official receipts will be
0: given. Bijidimana adds that it's now mandatory for all judiciary staff to display their identity cards while on duty to be identified by members of the public.
2: We have made it mandatory that every staff must put on a uniform, I mean an identity card. You see these are the cards which are being collected. We are want to emphasize uh, card security. If you meet somebody here, you know this is a staff. There are many people who come here and claim their staff when they are not. So we are going to
0: intensify. We have also established customer hotlines. Meanwhile, the upgrading of the Katakwe District Rural Road that stretches from Aleres and via Omodoy to Tamak has finally kicked off. The road has been a menace to the locals for years. CME Enterprise Limited, a private constructor based in Lira City, has been contracted to construct the 1.5-kilometre road at a cost of 430.5 million shillings. Andrew Echatu, the Kataku district engineer, says the low cost of sealing of the road funded by the Rural Transport Infrastructure, RTI, government project is expected to be complete by June 23rd. According to Echatu, the actual work will include site preparation, earthworks, drainage, sub-base construction and surfacing which includes single surface dressing with quarry, dust caping and planting of trees.
3: And indeed we started from 2016, financial year 2016, 2017. That's when we started this program here. It is low cost ceiling. It is an improvement on the gravel road. The idea is that maintaining a gravel road is very expensive, it wears out easily And even getting maram these days is very difficult. Maram is scarce. So that's why government said for our roads, you know, to stay for some time, it is better to put the seal. It is low cost. And the type of the seal we are putting here is the one we call single surface dressing, where you put only one layer.
0: Jerem Obukui, the LC3 chairperson for Akoboy sub-county, urged the locals to help his office monitor the construction and report any case of theft for further management. While handing over the road to the constructor, the Katakui Resident District Commissioner, RDC, John Stefan Ikom, assured locals that work will be well monitored in order to avoid shoddy work. ECOM warns the members of the public against frustrating the work of the constructor by asking for compensation. Serafine Alia, the chief administrative officer, asked community to cooperate with the constructor. The joyous people believe that upgrading this rural road will help the ordinary person generate household income. In another story, Uganda Revenue Authority URA has advised motorists in Aruwa City and the West Nile region to desist from acts of sharing number plates ivan kakaire the regional manager and spokesperson for ura in northern uganda notes with concern that some motorcycle riders share number plates with their friends saying it's unacceptable and once impounded it attracts hefty penalty both in terms of taxes and fines i also
3: want to request people who are sharing number plates to stop we have seen people who give their number plates to other people to use them on the motorcycles. This should stop because as they impound them, the number plate is not commensurate to the chassis number of the motorcycle you're riding. It has lasting effects in terms of tax collection.
0: Kakaire Father encourages the motorists whose motorcycles were impounded either due to lack of plates or with smuggled goods to visit the URA offices in Arua so as to identify their motorcycles and pay necessary taxes where possible within 30 days.
3: Those who don't know where their motorcycles are shall liaise the chairman of the Board Association. We are going to give him the list of all motorcycles we've impounded. You'll check with him. But where you're you, near our office, please come to office and we check out the motorcycles. Motorcycles that have not paid taxes cannot be pardoned. We do not have powers to pardon a tax. We shall consider matters for penalty and allow you to pay your taxes voluntarily and you you have your motorcycle to just start and we give you more number plates.
0: Meanwhile, Moses Obetta, the chairperson of the business community in Arua City, cautions the riders against dealing with middlemen when their goods and motorcycles are impounded. And there are those the,
1: the, those informers who are in between there. They are the ones confusing most of these smugglers. That I know, whoever was in operation, I can go and talk to him. Give me money so that some elsewhere else I can get this thing. You know, if URA wants their names to be spoiled, let them continue doing it that way. The integrity of their staff must be measured. That whoever. Can here does it in his own way will also pay the penalty
0: buganda kingdom premier charles peter maega has refuted all allegations that the kabaka ronald Mwenda mutebi was poisoned this follows social media reports indicating that the kabaka was poisoned after his last public appearance during the celebrations to mark his 66th birthday and was seemingly unhealthy Maiga has confirmed that he is suffering from an allergy which worsens whenever he wears a face mask adding that the Kabaka is receiving adequate medication.
3: We all face health challenges from time to time and they need to be effectively managed. And in the Kabaka's case, the challenges are related to allergies which, when they attack him, cause breathing difficulties, especially when he has a mask or a shield over his face. The allergies are being effectively managed by the appropriate medical experts. The rumors during the rounds that the Kabaka was poisoned are totally false. I would also like to dispel rumours being posted on different social media platforms. They are baseless and should be totally disregarded.
0: Meanwhile, the Uganda Revenue Authority, URA this week, met other stakeholders to devise ways on how to stump out smuggling in the West Nile region. URA has in the past been accused by the public for using excessive force in its anti-smuggling measures. The dialogue conducted at the Heritage Courts on Monday brought together different stakeholders including security operatives, the business community, border Boda Riders, among others. Ivan Kakaire, the regional manager URA, told the media that the dialogue is aimed at finding a lasting solution on the issue of smuggling and ultimately improve tax compliance.
3: We've had serious deliberations and the, in the whole we've agreed that at one point every side has erred. We have forgiven each other and went into a renewed agenda, an agenda that will prosper our motherland Uganda further than what we would expect in developing Uganda together. We have also resolved that we diminish matters of taxes by more engagements, not a one-off, more tax education to our community, especially the new tax policy that are coming. Let's ensure that as much as possible, we communicate to each other.
0: Moses Obeta, the chairperson of the business community, Ariwa City, said the parties left the meeting satisfied and agreed to form stronger relationships and to be tax compliant. He warned those involved in smuggling to desist from the act, saying it has a negative impact.
1: We trust this is going to be a way to go that uh, for a harmonious living and for effective mobilization of of taxes, we will always sit together and plan together and accept to work together. And for my brothers who have been uh, practicing smuggling, it may sound unfair. It may not be good for you that we have agreed smuggling must stop. Let us get to do genuine business. That is quite legal. And tomorrow you are going to end up in problems. Please do not blame anybody. You know we have petrol sessions here. They are the ones who allow us to do the the fuel businesses there are better businesses that we are going to engage in together with you tomorrow that can give you better survival and better growth
0: martin oroch the resident city commissioner appealed for the consistent and harmonized revenue collection enforcement mechanisms without necessitating Confrontation.
1: We want to see a consistent and harmonized method of revenue enforcement, especially in Arua City. And with that, also, I'll put it before the Chairperson business community who should mark the end of seeing fuel being sold on the street of Arua City by anybody because that is illegal. I think a number of our way forward should take immediate effect from today, including more engagement with business community, like the women who deal in honey. We are moving together. Both business community ura and security
0: in another story the town clerk, routine city moses otimong is not happy with improper disposal of garbage by some residents in the city this follows complaints raised by city casual workers that residents have deliberately taken advantage of the current rains to dump rubbish in trenches, especially during nighttime, with a view of that rubbish will be carried away by running water, which is not the case. Otimong explains that the dumping of garbage in trenches has instead caused blockage of channels, something which is preventable. Uh,
4: coming from my the casual workers and the road gang, that majority of the town dwellers have continue to dump garbage inside the trenches, which is co- causing a blockage in the flow of water during this rainy season. My appeal to the people of Sorotiki, we must live in a clean town, and therefore it is a duty of every dweller to ensure that you keep your garbage. Sort it and it is your responsibility to take the garbage, the designated places from where our truck can be able to pick it to the dump site. Otherwise, if we don't do this, we are likely to have a town that is going to be out of order. We can even get diseases like cholera and also the responsibility of keeping a clean
2: town.
0: In a related development, Otimog noted that anybody caught red handed dumping garbage recklessly will pay 2 million shillings. As a fine.
4: There is actually a penalty. When you read the public health act, it is very clear. Any person who failed to keep a considerable standard of hygiene in his home or outside his courtyard, he can go for an imprisonment of six months or he can pay a fine of two million shillings. It is actually a duty. Even the Physical Planning Act has amended twenty twenty-one. It really gives the mandate on every person to be responsible for the cleanliness and keeping the beauty of his courtyard.
0: Meanwhile Paul Omer interim Mayor Soroti City has also tasked the public to take full responsibility in ensuring that garbage is disposed in designated places or else will face the consequences. Some of the residents who caught up with this radio appeal to the city authorities to provide them with garbage skips such that they dispose the garbage in those skips. With this story, we have come to the end of our News Weekly Roundup. My name is Doreen Nabanja. Enjoy your weekend.